Ben Cornell. I'm Ben Roy. And I'm Kareem, and welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where... We pair within heel-strutting Jamaican queens, talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean... Life in the diaspora, and the work it takes us to stay in love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. <laughs> I get everything! <laughs> We're giving everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms I I came in too quick on that one. I got too eager. How are you, um, you know, I was when you went hi, I'm Cornell. I'm ready for that. I'm Kareem. <laughs> no, I didn't have my my uh, script up, and I had to quickly open the thing before it was my turn. I got in there a bit too. It all me feel like three seasons is me feel like the first thing going by now. Yeah, well, only eat. But anyways, how y'all doing? What's it been up to? I want to talk. Never talked that idea, but still, what's it been? How? I mean, life ain't got another COVID, and so, um, we sent away the kids, and I keep saying the kids like they're mine, but my and girls, the house just something about the atmosphere when they pick them in the warm. Mm. Needless to say, me and the people in man carry on and um what carry on, I'm not gonna lie, So if you want to see a grown probably have read, but yeah, what carry on my love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and how long do you have the um the house to yourself, basically. Um, I forgot to pick them up after this, so. But <laughs> you know what? It, it, was, it was good. It was good. Probably try putting peace before them come on. I don't know. I'll let them sit in my bedroom, but still. Something well, we have to make room. sure we're, we're prompt ending so you have time to, you know, finish things off. But now for the, all of that, carry my season, girl. You know, forget it in that three minutes, two Hello? minutes. <laughs> The market player, them don't offer make use of the time with them out. What do you mean? <laughs> and we people who not get who not operating that affair, just you when we have the chance to take as long as possible. Harry don't have that difficulty. But you hire you, Miss Cornell. I'm okay. I'm so tired. I mean, not much to report. Uh, I mean, same work stuff, same teaching stuff. Although I am going to be in the process of applying to uh, Abulab. So this is a period where they do academic postings for next year. Um, so I'm looking at stuff. With, yeah, I'll be applying to some stuff. This is what I'm trying to say, maybe, hopefully. Um, but it's also very strange thinking about the possibility of moving someplace else, potentially. But we'll so see. Here's my question. Um, and I guess it's a question for both of you. Do you guys want to be full-time academics? I want to be... Okay. Employed. I don't want to be employed, per se. I want to have the means to live a life, which, for the sake of it, means being employed. And I want to be employed in a job that does not, that does not make me want to kill myself. And academia could be one of those positions, but I'm not, like, already tied to it. Then I like career path, like one specific field where you want to know where to get this more. No, I'm I'm good with keeping my options open. Like academia is fine, but I'm not tied to it. So see him. Well, what's the deal with you? Um, well, we employ two great people. They're gonna start next week, and I'm really excited for that. I'm not, and it was a really, this week was a really rough week because I had a lot to do and to get to my meeting here. Um, by the way, Pride Bahama starts, I think it starts already, um, but they're having um, some, some, ev- some major events from the 5th to the 9th. I'm going to be on a panel. Um, but by the time it's going, it's again already, but still, <laughs> Pride Bahama Saguad, say no my support, that's also. Um, I'm assuming yeah. that's also online though? Yeah, it's online. Okay. Right. Also, when the Pride when the Pride platform launched, the Caribbean Pride platform launched, we supported. We're gonna have merch and something. Oh. 
um, any whichever pride in the Caribbean you want buy merch from, you can buy merch from them and stuff. Yeah, some things are happening in the background and stuff. That's true. Okay. Uh, do the things with the flags and uh, keep it moving. It was a good week. It was a productive week, I must say. And we decided to relieve Evan at the gym today. So my body in crisis. So there is that. But apart from that, no, no, regular, 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 regular. You know, haven't had sex in a while. There's that. Wow. But all you gotta have sex if you're half man, friend. Remember the last, all you gotta have sex if you're half man. Remember the last time your company podcast and <laughs> you say you're over, man? That was so much. Girl. Man, I've used outside of them somebody. So it works on Wayne. Sometimes they can't bother with them. Sometimes they wanna use them for particular purposes. But <laughs> you, you know what? It is it is timely then that you haven't had sex in a while. Because I mean to segue into today's topic, our guest might be able to help you out. <laughs> Um, to, you know, deal with your situation in the, during your, you know, during the interim. You know, a while for me is like two weeks, right? Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm going to let the table. Oh. <laughs> okay. Right. Or if I introduce the guest because our face expression never killed me, I'm already. <laughs> um. So I'm really, really happy to um, introduce, as I guess, by the way, before we introduce the guest, our topic is we're looking at queer entrepreneurship, you know, we're celebrating queer entrepreneurship. There are some people within the community that have, you know, raised the test of starting businesses, mean a business manager, that also the persons who do it, and in doing this, create a safe space for queer people are truly amazing, and this is one of the entrepreneurs that we're having on as a guest that I really love the work that they do, and I love the fact that they also give back from time to time. So we're having today from Fetish Secrets. Big up yourself, friends. Hello. 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 <laughs> You're looking amazing. Thanks for having me today. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Well, we didn't have you done from like last season, so we want to talk to some entrepreneur and you come up with my head. And we're right. going to you know, well, I'm, you're as a quill man here as well, because I feel better man come from the podcast from time to time. So, and, you know, we like when the women pass through and, and, and give us their tidbits as well. So, definitely. Thank you for joining Yes, so what's that the questioning? Can we just tell you? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll start. Um, and I think it would be nice to learn more about who Shade is, um, just what a typical day in Shade's look, life look like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, okay. how do you identify even? Just, you know, whatever you feel like sharing. It's a good old kiki. Well, first and foremost, um, I'm a mother and a wife. Mm. You know, that comes first. My family is top priority to me. Shade is... I don't know. I'm so reserved, nonchalant type of person who, I don't know, I'm into whole sex positivity and your sexual identity. I I think I'm such a sexual being, you know, that's just who I am. I identify myself as a awesome lesbian, (laughs) married to my wife of 10 years so that's just who Shade is. Everyday life is just the regular norm. You understand? I mean, I get up, I take care of the kids. You know, I take care of home. I have to take care of wifey. Then you got to go to work. You take care of work, you know. Then you try to have your social life. And it's just regular stuff. Not really. Nothing special. You know, persons like to think that I'm a mystery. I, I don't know. Probably because I'm so reserved. There is not much out there, so persons are gonna think that. But uh, just regular. I yeah, think. I'll talk after here because Obi, I talk about this picnic argument every from what the years. So uh-huh. <laughs> what we got off a balance too, right? I mean, it's a balance, and and we have to. I mean, just regular lesbian couple living their life, doing everything that heterosexual. Um, think that all oh, lesbians can't do or gay people can't do. You know, we, we, we do the same thing. We see the same hours. We have the same life and we have to get things done at the end of the day. We just have to know to balance it out with family life and personal life and just keep living and not just existing. So that's what we're all about. Nice. Glenn, you were saying something? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I was just saying it is so interesting that, you know, you call yourself reserved. But fetish life, them always are going, I'm going to tell them this. If you don't want to, not, not, not only if you go for one of fetish secrets, IG life, them. But Glenn, that's why I said, you know, promote this whole sexual positive being, you know, that creature that I think I am. But, yeah, I, but just, I just find yeah. it interesting. You consider yourself reserved while at the same time in different ways. You have, you, because I'm open sexually mm-hmm. and I speak about sex openly. You know, I'm very open-minded when it comes down to sex and novelty and pleasure and all those things. But and he, that's and then I have to be that, knowing the business that we're in and the service that we offer. So I have to be about that, talking about sex, everything sex offers, the pleasure, you know, the do's and the don'ts, the advantage, the health and wellness aspect of it. So I have to be very direct and open-minded about that part of it. But even like for me, even when like, I remember when we judged the pageant together, even when you're not doing all of that, your presence takes, your presence takes up a room for me. So I don't, I would never consider you reserved, but, but, but. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that, I'll take that. But now that it's all about the business, tell us how fetish starts. Tell us what was the process. All right, Um. well, 11 years ago, I remember when Nicole and I um, started Fetish, there was not enough sex toy store around. Even if it was, it was the mainstream. It was so hidden. Then, you know, there wasn't a lot of variety that we could look forward to. Um, it was a lot of taboo surrounding sex toys or talking about sex openly and stuff like that. So we wanted to do something different. You know, we wanted to bring it to mainstream. We wanted to create that safe space for persons to actually talk about their, you know, sexual desires, their fantasies, their fetishes. And we just wanted persons to know how to sexually communicate. So we wanted to create that space really to sexually educate persons. So we, we're just shopping one day. Well, Nicole was just shopping one day and she could find our strap, what she want. When she do buck up somewhere, she find our strap, you know. It was this dirty looking place like the hell. Am I buying something to use on my intimate part looking so dirty? So that was another factor. Like every time you want a sex store or you want to do something, it has to be overseas. So by us traveling, doing sex shows, seminars and sex shows and stuff like that, we saw the market here in Jamaica for it and we wanted to bring it here. And that's what we have been doing for the past 11 years now. Big up, what is that, 11 years? Yes, March of this year has been 11 years. Yeah. Yes, I, I know. I definitely <laughs> wasn't expecting it to be like over a, a decade. I was thinking like, or I seen it a couple of years maybe, but damn, that's a long right. time. Yes, it is, it is. Indeed, it yeah. is. Thank you. Absolutely. So I was wondering, so you started off by talking about this sex positive mindset and then you talked a little bit about how the business came to fruition. I'm wondering whether... Did you develop the sex positive mindset because you started the business or did you start the business because, because like that kind mindset. of like approach? So it's the second one. So I started because of how I was. I always wanted to explore mutual curiosities, you know. And then at a tender age, you rub pillow, you show a aid, like you're exploring your body, you know what I mean? So you're feeling all these different type of feelings about a thing a certain way, you know, but then... Or cultural thing is, oh, your um, young girls that go on sex early and them consider you a whore or you this and you that or whatever the narrative there is for that. But for me, it was nothing like that. It was just, okay, I want to see what else my body has to offer. You know, so I touch all the areas. I try to learn my body from porn, of course. I didn't just think of it like, okay, mama see what my body consists of. It was from porn. It was from reading all these novels. You know, it was from um, traveling. You go to all these different sex museums, different sex shows. You talk to so many different couples that are into so many things. So it kind of sparked your curiosity, wanting to know more about this lifestyle. And then with the lifestyle, here comes sex toys to add that extra enjoyment and spontaneous to the bedroom. You know, whether you're single or you're a couple, you're bisexual, heterosexual, whatever. And I'm like, 
holy fuck, like, this is so freaking awesome. Like, I want to introduce this to people, you know? And then when you start, persons are like, I've never had an orgasm. Like, what can I do? I've never squirted before. How do I make myself squirt? How can I make my man squirt, you know? So all these questions start coming in and then you start to learn more about the sex toys aspect of it. What can be used to achieve what and, you know, stuff like that. Knowing that it was first developed medically because you do have persons that have a hard time to orgasm. Some who have never orgasmed. You have men with erectile dysfunction. You have women who have diabetes and sugar. They lose all the sensation. When you go up in menopause, you get dry. So I started to learn so much more with adding sex toys to the business. So I said, listen, we have to start this business and get it out there. So it was me exploring before and then venturing off into the sex toy world. I'm like, okay. No, this is my niche. It goes hand in hand. And that's how everything came about. So I was also, okay, so I do want to flag the point about, because uh, the point of you, you, the part where you were talking about squirting reminds me of, you know, uh, women friends of mine who have been in long-term relationships. And I'm sure the men think that they are, you know, doing the most or doing the best. But like uh, a lot of these women haven't orgasmed Ever. So I do think there is a broad point about um, learning more about how to engage in sex but also learning about your body and even what you were talking about, the point about uh, erectile dysfunction and so on. But the question that I, I wanted to ask is, so you've decided that you want to, okay, so you've noticed that there's a particular gap in the market in Jamaica. And now you're like, okay, I'm going to start a business. But was there any kind of uh, pushback or hesitation, um, assuming you had to, I mean, I, I don't know what your kind of like process was in terms of like, did you have to go to like the banks or in terms of like renting a space maybe, were there people along the way that were kind of like, mm, I don't really know about this in terms of like buying into the, the project? I mean, it was, to, to be frank, um, having a sex toy business, it's very complicated uh, for a sex toy industry. I would not have thought would have been so disciplined and so complicated in life. So that's one. And then when you are a, a lesbian um, business owner, so that's two things that you have to deal with because, you know, my partner's a stud and then you go up to the bank, you go up to all these corporate meetings, they start judging you. They start refusing business. They start doing a lot of things, you know? And I remember doing an interview about when we were seven years and I did explain that first to even lease somewhere. At first we had was to lie what we were gonna uh, put in that space. It would have to be like, oh, you know, just lingerie and bachelor stuff and whatever. And then when they start, um, realizing that we were selling sex toys, it would have been a problem. And then, you know, they would have given us notice and stuff like that. So that was a huge problem for us. Um, the type of business and then the owners were a huge problem. So when we got our break um, at our location at Hillview, which, which was very good, it was, you know, it was our, our main start for us. After we got that... Um, Sorry, after we got that first place for fetish, guys, then here comes the banks. No bank want to do business with us. Same thing. It's because of the business and it's because of the owners, you know. And then they, they used to put a lot of made-up concerns. Oh, persons don't want to see uh, Fetish Secrets Limited on their bill. You know, a lot of persons want to be discreet. They want to be private. They can't associate themselves. Like, let me tell you, Nicole and I have been to almost every bank in Jamaica you could think of, you know, until one bank decided to give us the chance, uh, which was Sajikor Bank. I'll always speak on Sajikor because they saw the opportunity and they realized what we had in mind. We literally had was to give them a proposal and they believed in us and we appreciate that. Outside of that, we could not do mainstream advertisements. You know, even if we did our ad, we would pay for ads, you know, on whatever advertisement there is. 
And then when you see the ad, it's nothing what we would have advertised. And then all they would tell us is, oh, we can't advertise business like those. And then, you know, when they start to ask about the owners, we don't know what to introduce uh, the owners as. We don't know what to do. So we've had a lot of ups and downs um, for the business. And as queer owners, it has been very hard but we did persevere and pull through. So there's a lot of hiccups in starting a sex toy business and actually trying to survive the business. And especially as queer owners, it's it's crazy. And let me tell you, even for you to advertise in the paper, it's a problem. You know, for you to even do a Facebook ad, an Instagram ad, the type of business is a problem. So it's it's very complicated, but you just can't give up. You just have to keep focused and you have to find new ways in marketing your business always. It's, it's funny because I was going to definitely ask you about, because I started to think about how conservative, um, well, Jamaica was. I don't know if it still is because I, I, I I get the sense that it, they're moving a little bit um, in certain spaces. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. Um, yeah. So to hear you kind of talk about that kind of confirmed what I expected. Um, did you have any doubts, right? And how did you handle those doubts when you first started? Besides the bank, um, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure those the bank meetings and so on, corporate meetings kind of exacerbated those. But within yourselves, when you wanted to take on this project, right? When you wanted to take on Fetish Secrets, did you have any mm-hmm. doubts in yourself? How did you... I guess, how did you and your partner talk about those doubts and navigate those? Um, you know, we just sat down and um, Nicole is so determined. Like, I mean, when I would give up, she, she would not. Like, she's a beast, you know. Um, to be frank, there are times when I would say, listen, let's not do this and offer some other type of service, but still remain in the sex industry. But with my partner, that would not happen because she will she should definitely like she will pull through (laughs) okay if they say no to this we're gonna try and find another way and do this so she was my strength and my rock um in for us for for us to move forward in anything that we did because there were a lot of times where I decided to say hey let's just not sell sex toys and just do something else let's start a gentleman's club let's do a swingers club let's arrange some orgies let's do something you know other things pertaining to the industry so of course there were times when you have to give up because you're not just dealing with the sex industry no you're dealing with persons judging you like oh because you're a queer couple and you own this type of business like it's two for one, you know, so <laughs> we were going through it. I, I've had my times. I'm not sure about Nicole, where I literally just wanted to give up. They don't want to do it anymore. But then you have to, we had was to realize that it's not everybody's going to have the, the same vision as we. Um, we just have to be very absolute and authentic about ourselves and about what we want to do and what we are going to do. And we just have to, keep pushing I guess that's what happened so my question I have two questions kind of come in my head so my first question is so have things gotten easier now that you're a more established business you have your your brick and mortar in a very posh place by the way <laughs> um, <laughs> so nice thank you it does um, yeah, so things have improved, um, even in dealing with like other corporate entities. So yes. what, hmm. And the other question is, how has COVID-19, has, has it positively or negatively affected your business? Um, I would say positively because everybody locked on. Everybody wanted to try new things, do new things, you know. At one point, I could say like these were our bestsellers for the week since COVID from March. I mean, the sales were all over the place. Persons were getting like vibrating nipple clamps, click clamps, prostate massages. A lot of anal stuff were being sold most, you know, a lot of bonded stuff. So persons were all over the place. And I thought, yeah, persons just wanted to explore during COVID. So COVID was more positive for me than the, the negative <laughs> yeah, if this was good talk, no. It was, it was. I mean, all them people who couldn't do so they 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 use COVID to practice at home, being at home with your lover, you know, learning new things about yourself or your partner and what you enjoy sexually. You get to even talk more, you know, because I you're just will. there. So yes. you get to watch the porn, you want to try this, you want to try that, you know. And a lot of persons were getting into 
the anal over COVID. I can literally say that COVID was an anal COVID moment for fetish, if that makes sense. (laughs) 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 I mean, it was all about the the anals, you know, and I love that because I've been talking about masturbation and anal play for years, just as how I've been talking about BDSM and since Fifty Shades of Grey, I've seen it taking its time coming to mainstream. People want to try different things, you know, the spreader bars, the coughs and the kegels and stuff like that. So I've, I've seen a lot of improvements since COVID and I really appreciate that. Never lying. Since COVID, <laughs> since COVID, the, um, the BDSM talk, the kind of sound. I want to put on Shinsi a stronger me and I'm you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Right on my son on the website, I mean, I text Obi, I mean, I said, the stool, well, we're not gonna <laughs> we never see this yet. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whoever is doing the teaser, we need to throw in the that phrase, you know, COVID moment, because that was a good one. But, um, so Karina is talking about the, the website, and I wanted to transition a little bit to talk about the uh, kind of inventory. So first of all, I was just browsing on the website right now, and I don't know if you're the one who's been like setting it up, but I am really impressed because I think sometimes with like Jamaican websites, it's either like a bit uh, sometimes it's a bit rundown or you can't find information. But it's like very fancy, and there is <laughs> quite a bit of yeah. <laughs> right, and there's quite a bit of inventory, which which I mean is surprising. So I'm seeing candles and oils. I'm seeing lingerie. I'm seeing um, beads and uh, what was it? The eggs, I, I think, is, is what they're called. So I guess I'm, the I'm wondering. Oh, I, I I must have missed the stool, but I need to go back and check in a second. But I'm wondering, like, so once you got the business set up, how did you think about the kind of products? Um, because based on what I'm seeing, it's obviously not catering to just one kind of person, obviously. So, right. So like, what were some of your, what was the kind of thought process that went went into the stuff that you wanted to offer? Okay. Um, we, well, I started doing a lot of market research because, you know, anything that you're going to get involved in and you want to be successful at what you do at all times. So it's very important to do market research, especially something that you love. So you spend all your time doing your market research. I spent all my time consulting with uh, sexologists. I work alongside doctors as well. I spend a lot of times doing a lot of shows all over the world. I go to sex seminars. I go to sex expos. You know, I speak with manufacturers directly. And I do do uh, surveys with my customers to find out what are you interested in? What is your fetish? You know, what do you fantasize about the most? And stuff like that. Both my heterosexuals and my LGBT um, customers. I try to find out what is what do they need the most in the bedroom? What are they lacking in the bedroom? What is the problem that's happening there? And that's when I, I try to put all my categories together to get everything for the bi-curious, everybody, whatever you think, I want to make sure that I have it because I wanted to ensure that I'm not literally fucking you, but I want to be a part of your pleasure moment. You know, I want fetish to be a part of that. I want whenever you use your cock ring, whenever you use your prostate, anything, you can say, yes, fetish helped me to do that because that's what makes me happy because you're happy. You're having an orgasm and you love what you're doing and you're happy doing what you're doing, pleasing your partner, pleasing yourself or everybody pleasing you know, each other. So that's what I thought about when I decided to get all these products. You know, I just didn't want to stick to the norm, the dildo, the vibrators and the rabbit Okay, what happens after that? We have so many other areas that needs to be stimulated. And when I thought of it back then, I realized most sex toys didn't cater for men. I wanted to cater for men. You know, I have a lot of gay friends. Oh, Shade, I want to stimulate my, my prostate. You know, Shade, I need such and such anal lubes and I'm, I use this lube. I need desensitizer. You have anything stronger? So it made me wanted to research and wanted to know more so I know how to or what to provide for my customers for them to feel comfortable for them to feel safe at the same time you know and for them to have fun so that's where it all started reason hence why i have such a wide variety of products because i want to cater to 
every si- if you think sex i want you to think fetish if you are just sitting down and you're just daydreaming, I was like, I wonder if fetish probably have a foot machine. That's how I want you to imagine it. And if you go there, there should be a foot machine for you. So <laughs> that's just where the thought process came from. I want to please everybody. It doesn't matter what you're into, what your lifestyle is. You know, it doesn't matter the stimulation that you want, the orgasm that you deserve. I just want to know that I have everything across the board for everybody. So I get uh, heavily um, involved, as I told you, with manufacturers themselves, you know, heavily on suggestions for dildos, um, for keels, for a lot of things, especially coming um, especially for a lot of things that's coming to Jamaica because Jamaica is such a, a hot climate. Certain materials cannot come to Jamaica, especially for dildos. You know, if it's very ultra realistic or it's, you know, it's too cyber skin, the heat will have it melted. So it goes back to research. You have all these products, you have to test it out just the same and be like, okay, Dot Johnson, this is not going to work for Jamaica because we're a very hot climate. I need stronger dicks. I need them, you know. I need them dicks for my men, and I need firmer dicks for my women. So that's how the process is when it comes on to my inventory. Yeah. You, are, you are speaking to the choir. Stronger dicks for everyone. Stronger dicks 2020. I love it. I just have a really quick uh, uh, follow up question. I'm sure. Uh, Glenroy and Kareem want to jump in for a second, but I just wanted to know, so based on what you were saying, it also seems to me that part of your job is also involves a kind of like counseling with your customers in terms of getting them comfortable with their bodies and then like articulating their needs. I do. Like, what, is, what does that look like typically? I definitely do consultations um, in-house or virtual because I have clients all over. Um I've been doing my studies in actually becoming fully certified for a sex therapist relationship coach because I've been talking to so many persons over the years. So, you know, it's full time I, I get certified. I'm almost finished. So I do do consultations, you know. Um, as I said before, persons just want to know how to have an orgasm, how to really please their partner, how to sexually communicate with their partner, you know, things that they can do together, getting to know their body, to stimulate their G-spot, you know, how to make the man have a G-spot, how to, you know, introduce pegging into the relationship. Guys want to introduce pegging, but they just don't know how to, they don't want their their partner to stereotype them and feel like, oh, you're gay if you want me to do that or whatever, you know, so... I do counseling on stuff like those as well. Listen, wait, well, I but just need to figure out. We don't ask the question, but just need a moment. You see, good is a shout out to the manufacturer. She said, listen to me too, at the end. And then some of them are like, doctors, doctors and health professionals. She also said that. Listen to me. I understand the science and need for the better for me to be yeah, But you just have to dig up you and say, yeah, yeah. I always love to be Every single pride, but often buy some from fetish, right? And when you go over there, Nicole will say, oh, baby, come here, what do you want? What exactly I look for? And they just say, you know, there's this, but I also have this, so we'll give you a little bit of that. And that. So there's, mm-hmm. and I just want to cut and dry business. Must understand that thing. And she yes. said, I market every little bit I see you. But, He's a poor person, so we can only buy one gift every quarter, one little product every quarter. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad to hear. I mean, the level of involvement and investment into making sure that the business is successful goes beyond what a lot of people would do. Um, but I have a question, but I'm going to make Kareem go first. But then you just have to give one more. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so Thank I mean, Corona pretty much asked the question that I was going to ask, right? Like, what does that, okay. that what does that moment look like? So, me to come in and say, "Um, hey, wonderful establishment, I love it here. This is very nice." Uh, so, um, I don't know how to put this into words, but my husband and I have been really playing around with um Buddhism, BDSM. Is that what it's called, BDSM? And we just don't know where to start. We're both very invested. Um, but what what would you recommend? 
It's a gay couple, by the way. Oh, nice. So, so once I have couples that come in and they want to start BDSM, which I always do a lot of classes on BDSM because BDSM is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you have the soft limits and the hard limits. You know, I mean, nobody's going to do BDSM and jump into the hard limits. The walks play and they real tie you up and the spreader bars and all of that. So you have to start very small and then it has to be very consenting. You have to respect each other's space at all times and you have to have your safe words. If there's no trust, you cannot engage in BDSM. So the soft limits, I'll definitely start small as blindfolds. I'll start with ticklers and uh, feathers, you know, which I love to recommend. Once you have on the blindfold and you use the ticklers and, you know, even as small as a handcuff, because everybody been a use handcuff. Even before there was BDSM, person has always been using handcuffs before. So they can start off that slow. You know, once they have on the blindfold, I tell them, listen, it's like a um, sensory deprivation thing because you're, you're blindfolded. So it it heightens everything else. You don't know what to ex- what to expect, what to do. So they can always start off there and then gradually they get to intermediate and then to advance. So BDSM lifestyle is awesome. I love it when both partners want to get involved. And I say, can't forget the rule. It has to be consenting, have to respect each other's space. You have to trust each other. When you have that safe word, your safe word can be pineapple secret, fetish, creep, whatever you want it to be. Once you have that safe word, you have to, have to adhere to my safe word. So don't let, you don't want us to create a safe word. For example, Korea, I'm going to say Korea still feel like you have to slap the shit out of me and continue and do what you want. Don't like, no, that's not BDSM. That's torture. That's abuse. Mm. <laughs> You're just waiting for opportunity to abuse me. So of course, when couples want to get involved in BDSM or anything else, I try my best to guide them. While I'm guiding you, I want to educate you at the same time. Don't just say 50 shades are great. It was a rich man in other show. And here comes little Miss Anastasia steal and she get everything happily ever after girl, rich and done. And a subedious same go. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be that. Because a lot of couples since um, 50 shades of great, they come with the notion like, Oh, this is what Fifty Shades, um, this is what Christian Grey used. I want Christian, I want my man like Christian Grey. Mm. I want my man to just buzz me up. I want my man to, like, uh, no. But open and sex different from abuse, you know, because <laughs> that's what they don't understand. They feel like, yeah, a man for just come in and just start boxing here, there, everywhere and say, hey, girl, give me the pussy. Like, no, that's abuse. BDSM is, you know, yeah, your man, you know, look soft touches on him, grab your throat, little, you know, the little felching and little stuff like that, and gradually you graduate and advance. Master, due to oh, good, you will come back for sex ed 101. No, 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 I forgot about what I just follow. What's Carnel? Carnel at over there? Yes, my love. <laughs> Military just follow Goody Anton and answer everything. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is um, just, I mean, I know you have a wide clientele and it would be nice to hear, like, so this is a business run by two women. How did you, what were the strategic moves you made to make sure you built a broad base clientele? Because um, as much as they have, couple rich queer people out there, a couple, you know, well-off queer people, middle-class queer people, you would need a broader audience for a business like this to be successful. How was that cultivated? Alright. Um, always the first impression do last. And it's your demeanor and your character at always. So, yes, we're selling sex toys. Yes, we are queer couple that own a sex toy business. But at the same time, we knew how to conduct ourselves because we respected ourselves first. So you have to respect us. Not because we're selling sex toys. That mean like, oh, we are going to look down on, on you because you sell sex toys. It's how you present yourself. And that's what we did. We did not present ourselves to just selling a 12-inch dildo and a bullet for just robot the pussy. We introduced fetish and selling sex toys. And as a queer couple, selling sex toys, as can put it, like, listen, we are here to create a space, a very safe space for everybody. And we're also here to sexually educate you. And when we go at you, 
when you think about it, Glenn, there's not a lot of a space where persons are sexually educated. Mm-hmm. There's not. If we should even go back to school, they don't teach you nothing about sex in school. Nothing. And just tell us, don't fuck if you're going to fuck you, use a condom. Mm-hmm. And then when them, what persons, even for them to demonstrate how you should actually put on a condom, they're not even using a dildo. They're going to find some other <laughs> toy or object just to show you how to put on a condom because they were afraid of sexually educating you. So when we brought that to the table and then they saw that we worked with doctors because doctors agreed with everything that we were about, you know, doctors started sending their clients to us because Mm -hmm. you have persons that are seriously out there with these medical problems that it's only sex toys can help them. And that's the, 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 that's what we highlighted in our business. And we, put it out there to them to say, listen, we are not just selling dildo and bullets and have it like that. This is what we're about. And I want you to see us as how we see ourselves. We do understand that being queer entrepreneurs, you know, not everybody's going to see a vision, but you have to let them see a vision. You have to let them know about your vision at the end of the day. And each time they shut it down, you just have to get back up. And I think that's what we did where corporate is concerned and well, not well, mostly corporate, to be frank, but everybody else. And that's where we generated our organic leads to have such a broad spectrum. Ooh. Oh, gosh, that's nice. That's <laughs> and then my, uh, my last question um, is really, so it's balancing. Um, and, you know, like, and the reason why I'm not asking is because I'm struggling, like, I'm going to ask, you know, women business leader, um, women entrepreneurs about balance like when I ask men. But the reason why I'm asking this is because you, it is a couple that owns this business and, and it's how has the couple been able to balance being at work together in a, in, a, in a sense and then, you know, the other parts of their life? I mean, it's fun. Mm. It's, it's, it's really, really fun. And I think it's a balance for this relationship because I'm very open sexually. I'm, I'm always going to try new things. I handpick everything that comes inside fetish. Half the times I'm trying everything except for most of the, the male stuff. You know, I can't. The most, I can probably try the cock room, put it on my dildo, I'm going to try to use it and all these things. But, I, <laughs> I mean, Nicole, on the other hand, is not so much ready to explore. So she kind of balance me in a sense. I could have somebody like me who want to do the things them all the time. <laughs> so working together, um, you know, she teach me, me teach she. She's, I don't know, it's, it's just so much fun. I guess because you love the person and you love what you do. So it come in, it come in like nothing else. It doesn't even feel like you're at work, mm-hmm. you know, because you're both bouncing off each other ideas, each other creativity. You know, we both contribute so much to the business. Um, Nicole played a very important role in sales because, you know, she has many years of sales experience and she contributes that. She teaches customer service and sales as well. I'm not good at sales, to be frank. I, I'll, I'll sell, but I'm not good at it. So that's where the balance comes in. So she teaches me sales and customer service, to be frank. I've, I've learned that from Nicole. Um, you know, me just teach her the nastiness, them and the sex, really. <laughs> Everything about the sex toys, them. So I think it's just a balance for the both of us. Um, I can't tell you I ever get bored or annoyed. I don't know. It's so different, to be frank. But it works out and it balances itself. And I love that and appreciate that. And just to, to follow up on, uh, I guess, kind of Leroy's question. So you began by, you know, one of the things you talked about earlier was, you know, that you are um, a mom. And I'm, I guess I'm also wondering how do you, or like how does your kind of like sex positive mindsets show up in terms of like, raising children to make sure that they are also comfortable with their bodies and their developing uh, sexuality as, you know, they're coming up. Okay, like, what do we tell them? Like, you know, it's always one thing, you know, you always have to be very authentic to yourself, no matter what nobody say. Uh, We have two kids together, 19 and 9, and we don't hide anything from them. We let them know what it is. Like, this is our lifestyle, you are, well, the 19-year-old has been past that. 
So it's now the nine-year-old. And we did very good with the 19-year-old. She's now a soldier in the U.S. Army. And now we are with the nine-year-old. And we're telling you, listen, you have to be true to yourself. Be very authentic. I mean, sometimes it's going to be hard. You have two mommies coming to school with you. And they're going to tell you about your two mommies. You understand? But your two mommies love you endlessly. And we teach them and we, 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 we let them know that. Expect it no matter what. But never you stray from your focus in life and what you want to do and what people are going to think of you. And we've developed that in our son at a very early age, especially when it comes on to our son. And I did an interview on this because a lot of persons sometimes tend to add, oh, but you have kids, you have a daughter and a son. What happens if your daughter, um, what happens if your son want to be gay? It's going to be your fault. And because he lives with two women, he does nothing manly. And I'm like, if my son choose to live his life that way, that's his life. I have to love him no matter what, regardless. It's not because I'm queer, because even if I was heterosexual and my son decided to be gay, okay, I'm going to love you. Are you protecting yourself, honey? I'm going to be that mom. You know, so regardless of what the situation is, as I always tell my kids, you just have to be true to yourself. And that's all that matters. Never you be afraid because they're going to come for you. And I tell my nine-year-old, I said, listen, you're nine. They are going to come for you. They started by saying, how does Zaire has two moms? How, um, why does one mom look like? And now he develops the attitude and this mental behavior like, well, I have two moms. You only have one. <laughs> you know, so it's all about just educating uh, our kids, being there for them, loving them regardlessly, spending time with them. And we have to let them understand the lifestyle before anybody else does. And that's just how Nicole and I do it in our life. I have a, I have a, a little different question. Um, I don't know, not, I don't know if you talk about this more. I'm here talk about the business something, but mainly for talk off here. Can you give me one more ideas, girl? But, um, fetish in the like in the, in the well since we start no more about fetish because I, I mean I, I kind of found out about fetish since about 2016 um fetish has been doing a lot for the community in recent years um so maybe you can talk to us a little bit about you know why you guys decided to kind of invest a bit more in, in, in engaging the community and, and whether or not that has helped your sales as well um you know what was the thinking behind that Of course, there's really not much explanation than that, that we have to support our family. No, I, 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 I don't see it no other way. Like, if my family has a bag juice, I have bag juice, like, I just want to support you because we, I think we have it the hardest in the world. We, we fight so hard. You know, we fight so much for, you know, justice and equality. I, I don't know. So it's like me supporting my family. It means everything to me. It makes me happy because I just want everybody to help each other at the end of the day. To me, in my own world, I don't know about nobody else. I just feel like the heterosexual, them just for themselves and to themselves and gay people to themselves as much as we want the one. So me feel like the gay people on our own, we're supposed to just uplift each other, stop tearing each other because already I get the fight out there. Mm. You know, just let us be there for each other. So say, however, fetish can support the LGBT community. No questions asked. We're there. Yeah, no matter what. If it did come at 12 o'clock today, Glenn, I said, Shadi, where are you next half hour? <laughs> I'm like, Glenn, we're ready. You understand? It's about support. And it's about the respect. And I have never forever support the LGBT community no matter who you are, where you are, what we're doing, because I want us to be, you know, equal and one for all. I believe in that strongly. I think I remember one at one of the prior conferences, um, somebody, some people did pull out from the, one of our panels. I mean, you just come to your last week, I said, um, <laughs> come on this panel for me. I said, yeah, girl, Nicole, go there. It was, Nicole was wonderfully on the panel. Yeah. I appreciate it. Because we know the struggle, you know. Yeah. I mean, LGBT, we, we have struggled so much. It, it doesn't matter, I mean, where we are in life. Um, they just know the glory, not the story. But we have endured a lot. We've gone through a lot. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do. But there is a story. 
And I think once um, a certain member or a certain group, if we can help in whatever way there is, I think we should. Like, there's just not, no reason why we would not help the LGBT community. We can't say the reason why. Probably if somebody highlighted some other way to me, I can say, well, all right, then probably. But my standpoint is, I just think that we should help the community, support the community, and do everything for the community that we can, where we can, however. And that's it. I live. Yeah. It's a blessing. Yes. And Jesus, Shady, the man tonight, you know, come and talk about the business thing where we have put up for watching years now. Jesus, it's not tired of me. It's not tired of me. <laughs> but I see that we're running out of time, but I do want to ask though, right? Because it seems like you ladies are very strategic about this thing and you guys have thought long and hard about this thing. So what's next? What's next for you, for Shade? What's next for Fetish? Nicole, like, what's next? <laughs> so, of course, we're coming out with our own line. We were supposed to come out last year for our 10th anniversary. But when I I got my samples, it wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm still testing. I'm still sending it to friends and stuff. So, of course, we'll be coming out with our own line of products. I mean, it's not just one, but yeah, like we have over 10 different products coming out now. Um, also, so we have so much in store. Um, They're available for testing. <laughs> I, I won't forget that. I won't forget that. I won't forget that. <laughs> I, I guess I, I think it's safe. I can probably say it on this platform. Um, Nicole and I are actually now looking into a sex museum in the Caribbean. Nice. So there's none in the Caribbean. So we're definitely looking forward to that. There's a lot of things in store. I don't want to say too much because no, 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 no. Myself, but yeah. you know, we have a lot of things coming out. We have more services that we're going to offer to fetish. It's not just oh consultation or anything like that. So we have more services <laughs> that we want to offer. And yeah, hopefully for the next probably five years or 10 years, there's something else that I can go to school for, for this industry. And, you know, go further with the whole sex education of things and understanding a lot more things in the industry, um, hopefully. Also, I don't know, we're looking in the porn industry and the webcam industry as well. So there's a lot of talks, a lot of meetings for the porn industry and the webcam industry where we want to get involved there as well. Mm. So it's in the pipeline. So we're hoping for the best way that is concerned. What's oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. So we working, we we working. Inside. Working. Inside. 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 Um, whatever blockades come and also a couple kind of banding together and supporting each other through a business and you know in Jamaica we have only strong examples of you know functional um, lesbian couple um, lesbian couples or queer couples overall in a way where we not build each other and not build this business and not turn it the empire I would love to hear what uh, what advice you give to a uh, couple or just individual queer people who are a group who want to start a business what would you say based on all of your experiences at Fetish? Be confident, be very grateful, and be patient, especially being patient. It's not going to happen overnight. Success is not 24 hours. Take your time and remain focused. And no matter what you do, at all times, stay true to yourself. Because sometimes a lot of um, queer persons, they lose themselves when it comes on to, you know, them them not really getting their way or them, you know, being turned down so many times. They they want to live. I still probably feel like, oh, she's not going to dress as a femme, you know. Uh, a gay man now probably feel like, oh, I have to have a wife so I can prove to society I'm this and I'm that. No, always stay true to yourself. Just never give up. And as I said, be patient and stay focused. Like, that's all you need. That's, that's all you need in whatever you're doing. And if you're like me and Nicole, be very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> a competition won't hurt nobody just be very competitive never you get complacent never oh gosh no, no, no. What did I mean? no competition because that's also another interesting thing <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, no, because there are other sex stores. How fetish? How does fetish keep the crowd? Um, or variety, or quality, right. and I, I so believe, I do believe, it has a lot to do with our customer service. Like we offer a damn good customer service. And I think it's definitely how we sexually educate these persons because I've had a lot of times persons probably, you know, whether they travel or they go here, there or anywhere in Jamaica, it's that they don't teach them even how to carry the toy, you know, even for something as simple as an oral sex, they don't teach them that, okay, now because they're doing oral sex, they think you don't need a dental dam. We do promote the health and wellness at mm. all times, which is very important. And I think that's a very strong suit of ours. And we plan to maintain that because not because of sex toys, that mean you feel like you can just do as you please. It's still sex. You still have to protect yourself. You still have to think about the health and wellness aspect of sex and sex toys. And that's what we promote a lot versus a lot of other persons. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, I, I can see that. Like I'm all, like based on the conversation so far, I automatically feel like if I ever went in, like if I'm nervous, if I'm confident, regardless of where I am mentally, I would be like well taken care of. Yes, right. most definitely. Because persons, when you're buying a sex store and you're into a sex store store, you don't know what you want. It's not like you're going to the supermarket, you're going to buy a chicken flour and rice. That's that. But once you step in the first thing is okay what kind of stimulation am i looking for today is it anal g-spot or clitoral or something oral you know a lot of persons don't know a lot of persons don't even know where their g-spots are okay these are your spots and i have my chart your g-spot is here it's actually two centimeters in you say come here like you saying come home come here that's how you reach it. So we have to you know, we have to let them know um how to stimulate the tip of a man's penis, the F spot, the P spot, you know, that G spot in the anus. So sexually Element educating persons to let persons know what they're getting involved in sexually, not because it's just a sex toy. There's a, a, there's so many things to know, the different types of materials, you know, to know that they are body safe materials. I only have grade A premium silicone toys in store. You know, they're phallic free. You still can get a yeast infection and certain STIs from using a sex toy. You have to know to properly clean your toy. The different type of materials take different type of cleaning. So there are so many stuff that we try to educate you about and not just Oh, you're coming for a toy, sell your toy, and go, no more, you know where you get involved, you know what's going to happen, what to expect. If you store it like this, expect this. I'm going to see you back. You no, French, Shady, Africa will come back. Your toy is not waterproof, do not use it in the shower or something, you know? So, you want a penis pump? Okay, what size are you when you're erected? Okay, no. this no. is not for you. This is what you need to use. Vibrating or non vibrating. You know, so there are so many different aspects. Can it look like you're no. selling you a toy? No. You have to talk behind the scenes, cast. So, no, no, I mean, no. just just plan it and call me. You know, F spot, G spot, element of Q spot, RST, every ABC spot. No, stop. yes, I'm a security for the piece. So, none of y'all have never squirted before. This is, this is the you know what? Well, I have two minutes left. <laughs> really? I am I'm glad that the podcast is not on video because I've been blushing the entire time. But before we we get to a close, well, where can the people find, find you to yes. make sure they are they, they know where they can access your products and services? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, where can people find so we you? are located at 39 Lady Musgrave Road. We're inside Eden Gardens Resort and Spa, the suite number eight. So we are on property of Eden Gardens Resort and Spa. You can also visit us online. We're fully e-commerce. You can shop online and we deliver to you at www.fetishsecret, the word secret ending with a Z, dot com. So wherever you are, you want us to deliver to you or ship to you, we'll definitely do that as long as sex toys is permitted in your area. Fetish is there for you. On, on Instagram, they are what? Fetish underscore secrets yeah. underscore. Fetish secrets. 
No, it's Fetish Secrets LLC. Okay. So it's Fetish, S-H, the word secret, and then with a Z, LLC. Also, I learned, sir, you can bring sex guys into same things. And so that last point is very important. And, and <laughs> every, and, and so, every, so hold on. How did we find out that sex was allowed in something? I was in huh? and I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It was a random conversation I was in. And it was mentioned that I was shot. No, don't nobody catch me. Thank you so, so much, Shade, for coming. Coming on and just doing your thing and educating us. There's clearly way more for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely need to talk about if we can do a couple more episodes or series or something because that's sure. what and, 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 and I, I, I can't believe this but yeah you know me sex positive so so able for all of the conversation them also so thank you thank you so much um, to all our listeners remember to like share and subscribe to us it's at fish Deep podcast on instagram twitter and on facebook um, email us your suggestions if you have questions for Shade, you can reach out at over by fetish secret if you ask we um, you can send in your questions and your feedback to fish Deep podcast at gmail.com so have a great uh, friday don't forget here to have a great friday and in all things stay Bye. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.